Welcome to the Larry Kreider's Leadership Podcast. Larry is the author of over 40 books, the founder of Dove International, a worldwide family of churches and ministries in six continents, and has over 50 years of leadership experience. He and his guests will share inspirational leadership insights from their journey with God. These insights, gleaned from serving leaders in many nations, will transform your life and leadership. For more information on Larry's books and resources, visit LarryKreider.com. Hi, Larry Kreider here. Welcome to the Larry Kreider Leadership Podcast, and where we talk about all kinds of leadership principles, things we can learn, often small things, that if applied properly, can pr- really produce amazing results. Mm-hmm. And so I have the privilege of interviewing people from different parts of the world and talking about their leadership journeys, so we can learn these principles, these truths from, from the Lord. Today, I'm honored and privileged to be here with Aaron and Emily House from uh, the, with a brand new book, Warriors of the Word, representing their ministry uh, that they've done so well over, over the years in memorizing scripture, piercing word. Welcome. Hey, thank you. Good to be here. Honored to be here. <laughs> We're gonna have a lot of fun today because yeah, um, just getting to know you guys, and I love what you're doing. Love your new book. We'll talk about that later. Um, but just let's talk a bit about the two of you. We're gonna talk about leadership. Yeah. Little things you've learned about leadership. You know, up to this point in your life, and yeah. you say, "Man, I wish I would have known this five years ago or mm. ten years ago." Those kind of things. Yeah. Talk about you guys. You're from Texas, is that right? That's right. I, I ain't from these parts. Everything's big in Texas. So yeah, no. Which part of Texas? Houston. Houston. Yeah, born and raised in Houston, Texas. Wow. And, uh, and then, yeah, I went to school in Arkansas, b- yeah. bounced around as a professional actor sure. in the United States, and then landed sure. in Pennsylvania and married this beautiful girl. Yeah. <laughs> Emily, you grew up here in PA? Uh, for the most part. I was in Missouri till I was nine, oh, and wow. then my family moved here, and I've been here since. So, okay. a young transplant. Young transplant. <laughs> yeah. Oh, t- talk to me about how you guys came to Christ. Yeah. Like, Aaron, how about you? I would love to share that. Yeah. yeah. So, Basically, I was born and raised in a, in a Christian home and was and heard about Christ, but at the age of eight, realized my desperate need for a Savior and, and gave my life over to Jesus at that yeah. point. The interesting part about the story, though, is that at that same year, when I was eight years old, I was diagnosed with several neurological disorders. Okay. Tourette syndrome, ADHD, Whoa. OCD, rage disorder, and these things plagued me. Uh, throughout my childhood, especially during uh, puberty, and uh, I was so much so to the point where pretty much every day I was flying off the handle in rage, and my my family would have to hold me down until wow. I would the adrenaline would finally release, and then I would weep, and 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 then that would you know uh, finally let me uh, release my everything that was inside of me, and then I would just and then if I have to kind of recoup after that and wow. kind of restart the day, so this was like every day. How old were you? When uh, this was happening, I mean, I, I mean, it was happening when I was eight, but it was also happening, especially when I was like 11, 12, 13, Whoa. 14, 15. Like that was when it was really bad. Um, and then you know, just all the things that come with you know obsessive compulsive sure. disorder. And I was yeah, I just it was washing my hands till they blistered and all these things. Uh, so yeah, it was it was difficult, and I was to the point where. I was I was I was I was with my mom. I was crying into her lap one day. It's just like I why can't I just be normal? Why sure, why do I have to have, sure. have all these problems? And yeah. and and you know I was I was twelve, 
and uh, I was homeschooled, and yeah. I uh, we had our some of our teachers on uh, VCR. So you, you pop your teacher in the VCR, <laughs> and uh, I had a Bible teacher that I popped in the VCR one day at the beginning of the semester, and he's like, "I want each of you to start having a daily quiet time." Mm-hmm. I was twelve. Okay, so I was like, "Okay, well, this is this was my new obsession, sure. you know." Right, and, right. I was like, "I'm going to do this," and so that every day he would ask, "Did you have your daily quiet time?" And if I forgot, I would literally be hitting myself, like, "Oh my gosh, I forgot to have my quiet time." So it started out, you know. I, I, by the end of that semester, I, I was having a daily quiet time. It was 15 minutes at first, then 30 minutes a day, then wow. an hour a day, then two hours a day. Wow. And uh, my mom had to get upset with me at some point because she's like, I need you to stop spending time with Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> you know, she, I, I feel bad for my mom. She had to navigate that weird scenario because I was just, I, I needed I needed that. I, I, that was the place that I, I found solace, the place that I found rest, the found mm-hmm. that place that I found comfort in the midst of this turmoil within me. Yeah. And and so and, and then I realized I, I couldn't just leave the word on the page in right, that in that right, morning right. time. I had to take it with me. I began yeah. highlighting chapters and of the Bible that I so wanted this to is, memorize. This whole thing you're doing today, encouraging people all over the world, memorize scripture, all that God's given you. It started way back when you were Oh, like yeah. eight, mm-hmm. nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. Yeah, and I, and I knew Bible memorization because I'd been in like Bible drill, which is okay, you know, the Baptist sure, sure. version of yeah. uh, you know. Bible You're a quizzing. good Baptist boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So Emily, how about you? Talk to me about your early walk with God. Yeah. How did that happen? Well, I grew up in a Christian family as a well. Baptist girl? No, not Baptist. Non-denominational girl. Ah. <laughs> um, so yeah. It's, I felt like I knew Jesus for as long as I could remember. Sure. You know, I I prayed when I was four. And so I just, you know, I loved Jesus as long as I could remember. But everybody has their story of growth. Yeah. You know, and yeah. so as I as I got to be a teenager, I had to walk through making my faith my own. Right, exactly. Walked through a lot of doubt and confusion there, you know, and um, discovered my faith has a lot of evidence, you know. And um, rededicated my life to the Lord. Sure. So then went on a journey of growth uh, there, just falling in love with the Lord again and, and learning to love ministry and discipleship and eventually going to Elam Bible Institute. That is that's a very cool school. Yeah, so you got a Baptist boy here <laughs> and an Elam Bible girl. That's, uh, right. that's very interesting. That's right. So then so you, you were in New York and mm-hmm. before you guys ever met, right? Yeah. Right, right. Okay. So you moved back here, and then how did you get here? How did I? How did yeah, I get Aaron, how it, to, to Lancaster? Yeah. Uh, well, I was working as a as a professional actor for Sight and Sound Theaters. Got it. So I was working there in Branson for a couple of years, and then they transferred me up to Lancaster. I was there for three years, and um, during that time, met Emily at a swing dance. Woohoo! Oh, that's cool. Uh, <laughs> we got to know each other through a Bible study that we were mutually a part of. Uh, that I strategi- strategically joined, uh, and so yeah, we uh, and then we got married in 2012, and uh, quit my job as a full-time actor by faith uh, in 2012. Uh, three months after we got married. To take the ministry full time, wow. ministry piercing work full time. And, and Emily, how'd you feel about that? <laughs> <laughs> I was actually thrilled. Really? <laughs> yeah. So the Lord had been preparing my heart, is why okay. I was thrilled because I I had been praying that I would be able to marry a man who wanted to go into full time ministry. Wow. Um, in fact, I was in a dating relationship previous to that where he didn't want that, and there was a lot of rub in that relationship because the Lord was calling me to sure. it. Um, and so when the Lord brought Aaron along and started pointing that direction with piercing word to take it full time, I was I was ready. 
I was I was itching for it. So, so. piercing word. Let's talk about piercing word. Sure. And uh, what is piercing word? Well, I mean, I know, but I want you to tell everybody. Absolutely. That's, that's, that's right. So <laughs> with Piercing Word, our, our mission is to come alongside Christian leaders yeah. in order to ignite passion for God's Word in the heart of the church. And we do that through live scripture performances. Right. So I've seen some of those. are fantastic. Yeah. So, we, But we don't just stop there with, with performing scripture. We challenge everyone everywhere we go to memorize God's Word for themselves and equip them to do so with Bible memorization workshops and discipleship resources Amazing. like the book that we just published, Warriors of the Word. Sure. So but, that's that's the heartbeat of okay. Piercing Word, what we do, why we do it. Now, so when you guys were growing up, coming to Christ, going through all these things, did you see leadership calling on your life back then? Did you, were there things that you were doing then saying, oh, yeah, I think I might be called to be kind of a leader? Because obviously right now you're leading lots of people. <laughs> you're leading teams of people. Yeah. You know, you're, yeah. you're going to churches. You're serving alongside pastors, helping them. Yeah. So as you look back when you were younger, did you have any times you thought, oh, I think, yeah, God used me in leadership here. You may be calling me to leadership here. Talk about that. That's, that's a great question. Yeah, yeah. I see. I see a lot of growth through the years. You know, when I was younger, I was... I was pretty shy, um, but I loved people. And so there was kind of this, you know, growth in relationships. Um, and the Lord continued to grow me in leadership and ministry over the years. I remember um, I was terrified of speaking in front of people when I was younger. And um, that's my... never been a problem for me. This <laughs> 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 is true. Um, I remember my youth pastor at one point asked me to speak in front of. I forget if it was the youth group or the whole church, but either way, he asked me, and I was like, I know I'm supposed to do this because I knew the Lord was growing me in that area. Um, and I just remember that kind of as a first step, and the Lord continued to to really grow my heart for uh, discipleship and leadership. Yeah. I was a part of a mime group, actually, for four and a half years locally. Um, it was a discipleship group, and then we would do mimes to uh, to share the gospel Very cool. locally. It's it was drama ministry. Drama ministries. Yeah. Uh, it was an amazing, amazing experience. And the reason it was an amazing experience though, I loved miming, but that was not the heartbeat of it. The heartbeat was discipleship and training leaders. And so through that, as I grew to be a leader and an assistant director on the teams, I I was living discipleship. People discipled me, and I fell in love with what that looked like, and I started imitating that and discipling other people, and, um, and just learning to that. be a leader almost with, not without trying, but because I saw it, uh, I saw it modeled, yeah. I started yeah. imitating it. Yeah, because really, leadership, discipleship, discipleship is so key, you know, mm -hmm. Jesus said, go and make disciples, and so much of the body of Christ has missed that. We go to meetings mm -hmm. yes. rather than making disciples, mm -hmm. and right, that is key leadership. You know, it's, it's mm -hmm. the, we have the one-on-one, yeah. one-on-two, one one-on-three, one three, yeah. making disciples, who make disciples, who make disciples, yes. and that's really what the kingdom's all about. Yes. Aaron, how about you? Back when you were younger, do you sense a call to leadership? Well, I had a lot of people when I was a teenager, you know, I was spending all that time with the Lord, you yeah. know, reading God's Word, even <laughs> exactly. memorizing God's Word. Uh, and I, I had a lot of people say, you're going to be a pastor, Aaron. Really? I, all, these, all these people were like, oh, you're going to be a pastor one day. 
And about, you know, when, when it was time to decide when to go to college, I sat down with my parents and they gave me some really strong wisdom. And they're like, you know, I think you should, should, should follow your passion of, of musical theater in your degree sure. rather than pursuing Bible because you can always go to seminary after that. It's all the same classes if, if you were to do the Bible right, degree and then right. go to seminary. You don't want to do the class, same classes twice. I was like, oh, that's a good point. So, uh, so I, I ended up doing a musical theater degree, and uh, God has made me an unconventional minister of his uh-huh. work. Uh, so I, I think that, that God, in his wisdom, has, has made me uh, a, a leader that leads in a, in, a, in a little bit of a different way. A little, even more, it's much more creative, and, um, and uh, God's using the, the ministry of piercing word and this, this theatrical component of God, you know, bringing God's word center stage to, uh, to kind of shake up the normal and to, yeah. and to, and to shake people out of, oh, this is what you know. Oh, the Bible is is alive, and it's it's yeah. it's got emotion, and it's got all these things. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, there's there was, and you know there was opportunity to lead. You know, when I was younger, I had some drama team sure. that I led in, in high school and college and things like that, and got grew my leadership through some of that. But mm. uh, but yeah. So you're both very able leaders, and it's very clear. So how does that work? You know, you're a leader. You're you're both leaders. So. How do you work together? Like in piercing word, obviously. Sure. You, know, you work together and you get you know family and all that. So yeah. Talk about yeah. that. How does that work as the two of you lead together? Have you got that all figured out? <laughs> I, well, I don't know if we have it figured out, but... Uh, it's a dance. It's Yeah, that's, that's true. true. It's, it's a dance. It's well, and see, we met swing dancing, so there's the lead and the follow. And so, you're, you're still swing dancing, you're right? You're still swing dancing right? through life. Dancing through life, right? Ooh, I like uh, that. So it's... Uh, that's true, though. Aaron was bringing up in dancing, there is the lead and the follow. True. There has to be. Um, Great point. And I, although we are both leaders, we definitely have different gifts mm-hmm. and different strengths. Yeah. Um, which has been really cool to see how the Lord brought us together. In that, I have a lot of relational strengths and passion for discipleship, mentorship. Um, mentorship. Yeah. Uh, he's yes. a lot more gifted in the the strong leadership. Sure. Uh, of people and. And yeah. visionary. He's very Vision, visionary. Structures and systems. Sure. And, yeah. And, uh, yeah, moving forward. So I meet so many younger people when I travel and, and they say, I've got this call to ministry, to leadership, and I'm trying to find the next step. What's the next step look like? Mm-hmm. As you look back on your journey, mm-hmm. when you, when Piercing Words started, talk about what that actually looked like. I know you took a step of faith, you said, sure. and you were excited about that, Emily. Mm-hmm. You, wanted to, mm-hmm. you were married to a man of God who was willing to take a step of faith mm-hmm. and be called to that kind of ministry. Because a lot of people would love to do what you're doing, and yeah. somehow it hasn't happened for them, hasn't worked for them. What are some stories behind the stories yeah. is often well, that, you know what I mean yeah I love that it's I I, I look back and realize that the you know it, it was part-time ministry for years first of all okay so like from 2007 to 2000 through 2012 okay that's important to yeah. clarify yeah so okay. it was it, from 2007 to 2012 it was part-time following me around the country as a as a as a part-time ministry while I was a full-time professional actor okay and so you know I wasn't ready yet I wasn't ready yet to, to, to lead full time. And, uh, and in fact, during that time, um, the Lord continued to cultivate my leadership by showing me how to be under authority. Very good. Um, so there's, in, in fact, do you mind if I share a story about that? Please do. So I was, 
I was at uh, a theater and I was uh, performing and there was there's some of the management had made some decisions that the, the cast was very unhappy about right. in general. Right. And so I was in a cast with uh, 12 other guys, or in a dressing room rather, with 12 other guys. Yeah. And they were just like, everybody was just grumbling and complaining <laughs> and, and slamming the leadership yeah. about this and that. And, and I had decided and I determined in my heart that I would not slander my authority. Wise man. And so because of that, in order to try to stay apart from everything that was going on around me, I just began to sing a praise song to the Lord under my breath, just kind of, you know, just, and just kind of, and then next thing you know, I, one of the guy next to me kind of joins in. And so he and I were kind of, and we were to get a little louder. And then next thing you know, the other guy on the other side of me joins in and we began to pick up this three part harmony. We're singing together as we're just getting our costumes on and getting our, our makeup and everything for the, for the show. And, and we're continuing. Next thing you know, one by one, Guy after guy begins to wow. join in this worship song until, and we're all singers. So by the end of it, we're in this like full, like five part harmony. We're like going crazy with it. It's just full out, belting it out. And we finish the song. And then as soon as we finish the song, they call for places and everybody goes out of the dressing room. And I just stand there in awe. Yeah. And I'm like, what just happened? Yeah. And I was like, wow. Wow. First of all, Grumbling and complaining cannot exist where right. there is praise and thanksgiving. That's right. And the Lord showed me that very clearly. So the true. second thing that He showed me very clearly is is that you know, as I look back, I see that because I was able to submit to authority with respect, Correct. the Lord has put me in authority. So good. That's so good. Thank um, you. So that's so that's the type mm -hmm. of training that's the everyday that you don't see. Yep. That's that the Lord, you know, uses in those yeah. times if you're like, well, yeah. I feel like I should be in leadership. Well, maybe the Lord has some of those lessons sure. for you right now. Okay, so you were full-time work, you're actor, full-time actor, doing some of this stuff part-time, and God was working in your heart, obviously, submitting to authority, all those things, fantastic. Yeah. Talk practically about what it looked like when you actually did take the step. You know, what did it like? Did you have people, did you get have mentors who helped you walk through that process? Mm -hmm. Is something you decide to yourself? What did that all look like? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, one of the biggest keys was to, from going part-time to full-time in ministry was, um, was having a board. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. That we met every month at that point. And it was just wisdom and advice that was being yeah. poured into us. Yeah. And uh, there was confirmation through the board, yeah. also through our parents, that this decision was a good decision to stay, step out in faith. So you um, had the board before you actually stepped out. Correct. Yes. correct. Which was huge. It wasn't just Aaron and I jumping into the deep end. <laughs> See, it's so good. That's so good. We were surrounded by yeah. advisors and people that were walking the road with us and seeing everything that was happening and, and confirming the call of God on our sure. lives. Well, and we had step. seen, you know, it was part-time before this, um, but we had seen more requests come in. Yeah. for piercing word to go to more churches and so there right. was a greater need mm -hmm. and we had kind of reached we had kind of reached this cusp of well either we pull back because we can't do more or we jump in full time so it was kind of this yeah uh, this, it decision. was the right season i guess yeah. you know and your yeah. advisors your board mm -hmm. were there with you every step of the way yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. And uh, and I've and I've heard this from other people that you know parents can often be very strong confirmers of God's will in your life even if they don't know the Lord, right. which is really interesting to me because uh, when we took piercing word full time, uh, uh, my parents were on the board at that time, uh, and I 
they loved me working at Sight and Sound Theater. So they thought yeah. they wanted me to make a career that. They were, you know, <laughs> and uh, they were like, you know, go for it, you know. But, and wanted you to be stable financially. Said, yeah. Right. And, and yeah. so. And, and you understand, as a parent, oh, I get absolutely. that. And so, I, and so I come to the board meeting and my parents are there and I'm like, I feel like, you know, we, I, mean, I kind of put this proposal out, you know, going full time yeah. at the end of the year. And my mom was the first one to speak up and say, I think it's now or never. I was like, my jaw had the floor. I was like, who are you? What wow. have you done with my mom? Like, like, you know, and, you know, you know, God really used some of those conversations to really confirm that direction. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a surprising conversations. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. So you build a team. So how do you build a team? And you've built a couple teams, obviously many teams. Yeah. You had the board. Is that, yeah. that was simply people that you reached out to that believed in you? Is that how you did that? Because yeah. I know people are thinking right now, young leaders, potential leaders, say, I want to start a ministry. How do I... How do I build a board? It started with just family. Okay. It was Honestly, it family right? and, and and friends. There were some um, there were some friends on the board as well. Uh, yeah. so people you start you, start with you your inner them. circle, basically. Okay. Yeah, start with people that people that, are passionate that about. understand the ministry that God's called you to. Yeah. And that uh, that believe in that. See, some people think this stuff happens overnight, and that's <laughs> that's why I'm drilling down to hear, hear this because this yeah. is going to help a lot of other people. These yeah. small things, you know, build a team with people who trust you. There's going to be trust. Yeah. It can be family, it can be friends. Whoever you start, start somewhere. Yeah. yeah. You know, the whole thing is going to happen overnight. You start somewhere and see God. God take it from there. That's right. Yeah. So, so you look back. Did you make any mistakes? Over that <laughs> yeah. Like, what are some mistakes you say? I wish I would have done that. <laughs> well, I mean, building a staff is hard, it uh, is. and so I've I've made some big mistakes there yeah. with you know just I I mean there's been a, a myriad of different situations of just learning how to do that how to do that well yeah. uh, how to get the right people on the right seats of the bus at the right time and um, and how to. Not just do that, but then how to to manage those team members and 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 keep those team members healthy and uh, yeah, a lot of different. Did you have any unmet expectations during those times? Like, <laughs> I think this person's gonna do this, and they do something else. Yeah, Does that happen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I it happens to everybody. That's why I'm asking. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can't just get somebody you know random in to come in and do something where you know it's like, okay, well, this is a job. Well, no, there's this is more than a job. It's ministry, <laughs> and uh, so there's. Yeah, uh. I feel like there's also a lot we've learned about communication, okay, and um, and different personalities. So Aaron and I are both very artistic kind of personalities, and uh, more free spirited, and so yeah. we've begun to really appreciate the detailed, you know, personalities that can go in and and mm-hmm. really help with structure and details and scheduling yeah. and. Um, and just realizing we have to gather people around us that are not like us. Yeah, that have opposite strengths. That have opposite strengths has been yeah. huge. That's, that's Learning key. how to communicate has been huge. Yeah. Um, because I know there's been times where Aaron's come home and he's been like, well, I told so-and-so to do this. And then, you know, she came back with this. It wasn't even what I told her to do. I was like, well, did you write it down? <laughs> He's like, no, you know, I just told her. I was like, well, God Aaron. gave you the right woman. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just a learning process of like, you know, people communicate different ways and, sure. and hear different things and just, yeah, yeah, a lot yeah. of lot of leadership training. Yeah. So if a younger leader came to you and said, "How do you stay healthy as a leader?" You know, what are some things you've done to stay healthy? Because you know, there's times as in leadership you don't feel very healthy. Yeah. Uh, so what would you tell them? Keep your relationships healthy. 
first. Okay. I would say that's that's the key because it's it's okay. So you have obviously your relationship with God, keeping that healthy. Your relationship with your your spouse and yes. your family, keeping those relationships healthy, and then mm. e- even your relationships with your staff, making sure yeah. you're keeping those healthy. Mm-hmm. You're having regular one on ones with you know with your direct reports, and you're yeah. you're you're making sure that you're keeping your your relationship with your board healthy. You know your individual board members and your the relationship with your 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 donors. You know making sure that you're having that back and forth communication and thank you and relationship and and with your partner ministry partners the the pastors and different things mm-hmm. that you're involved with keeping those relationships healthy if the relationships are healthy good then the ministry itself will be healthy exactly. if your relationships are malnourished then the ministry itself will begin to implode yeah it's so interesting you look at the life of jesus the greatest leader who ever lived and basically it had to do with his relationship with his father yeah. he did nothing except that which he saw his father doing yeah. yeah and then relationship with his disciples i mean yeah, yeah. he ministered the multitudes did all the ministry stuff but, but yeah you know thank god for the five thousand fish sandwiches and all those good things <laughs> but he had the 12 and now the 12 he had the three yeah yeah and there's a rela- and now the three of the one John is it was those relationships mm-hmm. that yeah. counted. Now you guys have this. Pat- oh, by the way, I, I want to check with you. you. You said you grew up with you know Tourette syndrome and all these things. Yeah. Talk about today. Has God healed you of that? Completely. That's amazing. Was it was it was it over a period of time? Over a period of time, God used Praise some God. some natural and some spiritual uh, supernatural healing. Um, and uh, yeah, so part of it happened when I was 15, my family went healthy and uh, we did this completely raw vegan diet and that was better than any of the medication I'd been on before oh, and wow. I'd been on everything, Ritalin, wow. you know, everything. Sure. Um, and so I was doing better, um, moving into college, still experiencing issues, especially with the rage and stuff, but uh, it was uh, less frequent and so... Uh, but you know, really, uh, after college, I had this uh, you know time with the Lord. I really sensed the Lord saying, "This is the year of freedom," mm. and I knew that that, that meant that I, this was going to be the year that I was completely Beautiful. free of all of the neurological stuff. And yeah. I and I just clung to that promise. And uh, sure enough, that was the last year that I experienced a rage. And I, I give Him all the praise and the glory for that Amen. because He's taken me from a boy filled with anger and rage, and He's made me a man of peace. And because mm-hmm. of that, I'm able to hold these fragile things like yeah. my wife and children in this yeah. ministry that he's given me. Yeah. And uh, I actually have, a, I have, a, I have an altar that I've set up to the Lord as a remembrance. It's a song Beautiful. by Mercy Me. And it's and it's uh, it's called to worship. It says, "I will worship the one who calmed the raging sea, and I will worship the one who hushed the rage in me, and I will worship you." Beautiful. So that's what I uh, I I, uh, I go back to that as as my altar. Anytime uh, the enemy tries to to bring those uh, demons back or tries sure. to to whisper lies in my ear, I go back to that altar of remembrance mm-hmm. and say, No, the Lord's freed me from that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I mean, thank you, Jesus. It's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. What an amazing yeah. testimony. Yeah. Uh, it gives hope to a lot. Many many people are dealing with the same thing. Yeah. yeah. Now, warriors of the word. We're going to talk about the book, but obviously, you have a passion. For scripture memorization. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, where'd that come from? <laughs> I mean, it's awesome. And that means a lot to me because I know when I was a, you talked to Emily about, you know, when you rededicated your life to the Lord, you call it, I call it receiving Jesus as my Lord. You know, yeah. I really totally dedicated yeah. myself to him. Yeah. And when I did that, I had this burden from God to memorize scripture. And every day mm. I'd memorize scripture, every day, mm. every day. Those mm. days I'd write three by five cards and I'm yeah. at work, you know, and I'm memorizing scripture and memory. I'm so grateful today because all that scripture that's inside, yes. you yeah. know, today it's just, 
you know, you get to stand against the enemy, it's there. Yes. Yeah. But talk to us about how this happened for you. Why is this such an important passion in your yeah. life? Yeah, well, earlier when we talked about, you know, kind of those you know, neurological struggles yep. taking me to the yep. Word, and I, I began highlighting, you know, whole chapters of the, yes. of the Bible I wanted to memorize. Well, at age 15, then I memorized the entire book of Philippians. Didn't even tell anybody. I just memorized it. Wow. And I recited it to myself in my room one day. I was like, now what? And uh, and the Lord knew <laughs> what was amazing. next, but I didn't know what was next. And He was He knew He was going to begin to continue to to form this passion in, in me for His Word and, and specifically memorizing His Word and, and that spiritual discipline to be yeah. able to unpack that in, in deeper ways. So uh, and then you know it, when I went to college, um, then you know there's the whole story, the the history of piercing word story that I can share with you as well. Right. Uh, as far as like how God began to plant those ideas in, in my head. Yeah, I love to hear that. So basically, I was in college at OBU in Arkansas at a chapel service, and David Platt came to speak. Oh, cool. So uh, he wrote the book Radical, which I highly recommend. Yeah, it's a great uh, book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the uh, so he, he said, open your Bibles to Romans chapter one and began to read. Well, about halfway through the chapter, I looked up and realized man's not reading. That's awesome. He's going to quote the first chapter of Romans. Wow. And he goes on to chapter two and chapter three and chapter four. Eight chapters later, he stops, gives a challenge to memorize God's word. Well, all 1,500 students, including myself, came away from that pretty impacted. And I was wow. talking with one of my drama team members because I started a drama team there at the local church. I was like, you know, if he as a pastor can rattle off eight chapters of the book of Romans with hardly any expression or emotion, and we can be so impacted by that, yeah. How much more so can we as actors memorize and internalize yes. the Word of God and present it in a way that's even that much more impactful? That's amazing. So we decided to, me and that team member decided to memorize the book of James and present it for the local church. Well, God's Spirit moved like no drama we'd ever done before up to that point. So we said, <laughs> okay, let's do this again. And so we got the whole team together, which was five people at that time, and we memorized the book of Ephesians and presented it for the church. And once again, God's Spirit moved powerfully. And... God impressed upon my heart through the surrounding circumstances that I needed to continue doing this until he told me to stop. That was 2006. Wow, that's we, amazing. We incorporated as a ministry in Texas under the name of Piercing Word uh, okay. in 2007. And then, like I said, it followed me sure. around for a time as a part-time ministry before we went full Are there other ministries like this that you know of? Like, like to me, to Not, me, you are unique in this. I, I think it's awesome. We, there's no one doing it on the scale that we're doing it with okay. teams of people. There are people. Um, there are people like Bruce Kuhn uh, and like Marquis Laughlin. A lot of similar. And Max McLean. Okay. People. These these people that do like solo one man sure. scripture performance sure, type stuff. Sure. Sure. Um, and they, I've met a number of those different people and talked with them over the years, which has been a privilege. And there's one other place in Michigan that has teams of people that are doing like discipleship teams sure. of like high schoolers. But other than that, we we we're as far as I know, we're the only ones that have uh, teams of uh, professional actors going around doing these scripture performances. How many people are on your team right now? Seventy plus contracted team members that we work with. Wow. Um, and then we have four full time staff, one part time staff. Sure. Sure. Yeah. All right. Warriors of the Word. Yeah. I want to talk to you about this. This this new book is great. I've gone through the whole book. It's fantastic. Uh, Why did you write the book? Because we wanted to help people trade boring and ineffective Bible memorization habits for wow. fun-filled, life-giving, spiritual discipline that fosters intimacy with God. 
Yeah. That's fantastic. You said that before. I can tell. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's the great. heart. That is That's the, the heart. heart of it. Yeah, That's the heart of the book. Yeah. Well, yeah, wow. and and my memorization journey. I was not memorizing books of the Bible at fifteen. Right. I hated memorizing. Hmm. I I I did not like it. I didn't enjoy it. So you know, I, I sure I memorized some scripture as a kid, but sure. it wasn't a passion. Um, and then as I got older, uh, well, I took an internship with Gateway House of Prayer. Yeah. Uh, where we were, we were required to memorize almost two chapters of scripture there. So I kind of, you know, that whet my appetite a little sure. bit. I started digging in and be like, oh, this is really rich. Then I met Aaron and he asked me to memorize the book of James with him. And I was like, well, I've never memorized a book, but I, when the guy you like asks you to memorize scripture, sure, you don't do say it. no, it's a win-win, right? <laughs> <laughs> so I did. And I, I memorized the entire book and it was such a blessing to me spiritually, and it wasn't as hard as I thought. Yeah. And that kind of set me on that path with him of, of wow, I thought, I thought this was way harder than it is. Mm. And it was such a blessing. And then I just grew in that and discovering, you know, I mean, together we discovered so many creative ways to memorize the word yeah. that made it fun. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so impactful. And so throughout our journey, we met so many people who were like me growing up, just so discouraged and this is boring and I can't do it and my brain doesn't work like that. And him and I were like, but you can, yeah, you know, we discovered exactly. you can and it's so good and it, it helps you grow. And so we wanted to pass all that along to yeah. people who were like me mm. and feel like they can't do it. This book is so practical. That's one of the main things I like about it. I love all, all the, the testimonies of people who've done it mm. yeah. that's in the book. So... Let's talk about a couple of real practical things. Is there a certain uh, a certain version of the Bible you recommend? Translation of the Bible you recommend? Whichever one you're going to read and whichever one you understand. Okay. Uh, that's okay. that's the first 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 recommendation. Second recommendation is like, well, I, I don't have a, a preference already. We recommend the ESV if you don't have one that. And you're why do you towards. recommend ESV? Uh, because it's so true to the original Greek and Hebrew okay. without neglecting the English language. Um, and so it's a, it's a, it's a sure. great one for study and memorization uh, of the word. And uh, yeah, we highly, we do ESV for uh, English standard version from Crossway. Mm -hmm. uh, we, we do that for all of our scripture performances. And then we also use it in our, our uh, personal memorization and study now, as well. As I travel different parts of our nation and the nations I meet, what I call the King James only friends. Yeah. Okay. Now talk to yeah. me about that. How do you, what do you recommend for them? Just, yeah. Well, I, I was raised in pretty much a King James only household. Really? And yeah. that's what you memorized Philippians in. And that's right. I memorized really? Philippians in King James when I was 15. And then I memorized it in NIV when I was in college. And then I memorized it in ESV. So now yeah. it's the Aaron version. 95% uh, <laughs> ESV, 5%, who knows? Uh, so, uh, but yeah, no, I, so yeah, I, I, uh, in college, I decided I was going to settle this matter once sure. and for all. I was like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to figure out what translation is the right translation. And I, <laughs> right. I went into the bookstore and the, the library rather at college and I pulled out all these books and it was pretty much, you know, King James versus the world. I, all the, all the books were either, you know, against King James or for King James. Right, and so right. I, I, so I, I got books from both sides of the arguments and I was like, I'm going to read both arguments and figure out who's right. So I start reading these books, and I, I just, after a while, I realized this is just a bunch of mud slinging. They're just yeah. slinging mud everywhere. Right. And 
And I, what is what is happening? And none of these none of these points that they're making are actually uh, taking away from the gospel. Each one of these translations is still none of these things is a detriment to the centrality of the gospel. Yeah. Yeah. And so I began to realize that, as Paul said, it, to stay away from foolish controversies. That a lot of it was really just foolish controversy. Right. And uh, and I and I needed to stay away from. It. So I actually returned the books to the library. I was like, you know, this is not healthy. Yeah. And so. Um, and so instead, you know, of, of getting the right translation out of that research, what I realized was that it's, it's not about f- uh, fighting over things. It's not about, uh, but it's about loving one another, respecting one another, and, and being able to, uh, to use these translations uh, as they were intended to be able to, to go deeper with God and in sure. relationship with Him. And, and that, uh, that, uh, that, that, that you know, each one ha- it brings a little bit of different value in different ways. So, if someone isn't sure about which translation to use, you say ESV, and but you say basically go with what you're comfortable with. Go with what. Yeah. You're mm-hmm. I mean, I grew up in King James. Yeah. Then New King James came out and I was like, oh, hallelujah! This is not quite like <laughs> not quite like Shakespeare, you know. Right. So, right. <laughs> went yeah. to New King James, did a lot of my memorization in that, and then went to NIV. I started to travel globally, and NIV is known all over the world probably the most in different yeah. nations I go to at least. Sure. Um, but I have a lot of friends who would say ESV also. Yeah. Now, talk to me a little bit about learning styles. You know, people learn differently. Yeah. And mm-hmm. how does that work? Well, learning styles are huge when it comes to memorization. You know, we think of them in relation to school, uh, but we don't always think of them in relation to memorizing the Bible. So obviously, you know, there's the auditory, visual, and kinesthetic. A lot of people don't know what kind of learner they are, so we walk them through that process in the book. Mm. We also encourage people to use all three learning styles. Mm-hmm. Um, so you use your main one the most, but you every person learns in all three learning styles. So we walk people through that process, uh, specifically giving creative ideas. We call them tactics yeah. uh, for each learning style to make it fun. Yeah. So you know, visual, you can write it down, you can draw pictures. We have people who draw pictures for every part of the verse. Uh, you know, auditory, obviously listening to it, singing it is auditory. That's great. Um, it's also kinesthetic because you're doing it with your mouth. Uh, some other kinesthetic tactics, so hands-on. Uh, we have people who choreograph the scripture. They literally dance wow. it out. Uh, hand motions would be another one, That's acting huge. it out. There's lots of ways to make it fun. Sure. Uh, we encourage people to become a kid again yeah, and actually really have cool. fun yeah. memorizing the Word of God, yeah, most, make, making it an experience. Yeah, most people, because most people, when they memorize, they, they don't use all three learning styles. Most people try to memorize silently. And, you know, you're not being a good teacher of yourself Mm-mm. if you're memorizing silently. That's very good. You, uh, you have to be using all three learning styles. The, easy, the easiest way to add a second learning style is to say it out loud. Mm-hmm. While you're, but in order to do that, you have to memorize in a place where you feel sure. alone with limited distractions. We talk about that in the book. But, uh, we but, talk about accountability yes. and having a deadline. Right. Yes. Lots of practical yeah. tips. Yeah, and it's... Yeah, so the see we 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 break down the three learning styles into see it, say it, do it. So mm-hmm. you need to see it, say it, and do it. Like, well, how do I do it? You know, like hand motions and things like that. Sure. So there's lots of different ways to to get it in your body as well, and make it an experience that you that it's difficult to forget. Great, Warriors of the Word. What a great book! If somebody wants to pick this up, how do they get it? Warriorsofthewordbook.org. Okay. So warriorsofthewordbook.org, and it's available in paperback audio, and ebook. And again, we'll have all of this in the show notes in the bottom uh, after this is through. Uh, 
Our time's almost gone. It's amazing. It's been so much fun. Mm -hmm. I want to ask you yet, is there any other leadership principles, concepts that you've learned over the years? You say, I want to make sure that I download this. I, mm -hmm. I wish I would have known this 10 years ago or 15 years ago or whenever. Yeah. Any other, for, for both, I'd like, love that you both respond to this. Yeah. You, both of you. Uh, anything else? For me, I wish I would have known more that there would be seasons That's to leadership. Good. When we went into this, I think I kind of subconsciously thought, you know, well, everything we build is going to stay and then we'll just build on top of that. But that's not true. That's you know, sometimes good. you have to tear aspects of the ministry down because it's not the right season for whatever that aspect was. Or people leave and you have to get new people in. Or your role changes. Uh, my role has changed a lot. You know, I'm a mom to three young kids now, so exactly. I'm not full time in the ministry. You know, I dabble when I can, but I'm full time mama. Yeah. And um, I've learned, you know, just so much about the Lord and leadership through parenting. Uh, the Lord, the Lord has taught me. Uh, this has been such a good truth for me. We like to look at Jesus and see, and study the three years of intense ministry right. that He did. But Jesus only did three years of intense ministry. He did 30 years of being unseen, That's right. caring for his family, working a business, so good. doing the unseen dirty work, which is where I'm at right now. And, and that's, how, that's where the Lord trained him, is in that place. And you know, the Lord's training me in this place of motherhood now. So yeah, I guess something that I've learned is that leadership is not always seen. A lot of the training for leadership and even leadership itself actually happens in the unseen. Exactly. Hmm. So good. Yeah. How about you, Aaron? Yeah. Uh, one of the things that um, I probably could have used earlier on is, is an understanding, a better understanding of of, of delegation. I always heard people say delegation is, you know, you got to be able to let go. So I'm like, great, I'll just let go. And so I did. And, uh, and, and, and you, know, you can let go too far and people right. could just go, you know, they're, they're not guided in, in, in you know, mm -hmm. making. Uh, it's in, delegation within the vision God's given. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. yeah. So, so, you know, learning to walk that delicate balance of, okay, so I'm not controlling people. Uh, but I, which, which is not my tendency. I'm, I have a tendency to go too far and letting go. But uh, most people have the tendency to control right. it too much. So finding that happy, you know, medium of okay, well, I'm, st I'm still providing the proper guidance. I'm still providing the, the check-ins, and you know, and the, uh, you know, one leader, you know, it, it taught me this really cool principle of you know, if you're delegating something, you check in at 10 percent, at 50 percent, and at 80 percent of the good. progress. Of, of that project mm -hmm. so that so that you know you kind of pass the ball off to them at 10 percent you kind of cast that vision you come back in at 50 percent kind of make sure that things are still in line with the vision you come back in at 80 percent make sure that things are continuing to move forward and that's been really helpful for me good uh, and also for helping me teach my my team to delegate well mm. yeah you're doing something that's that there's thousands would love to do and that's why i appreciate you sharing these things that you've learned mm. you know with us today because i mean so many people that say, I'm called to this ministry, I'm working in some job somewhere, and it's all good, it's God, but I really feel called to this quote-unquote full-time ministry. We all know full-time ministry, you work at McDonald's and that can be in full-time ministry. Yes, right. We all know that. Yes. But, you know, there's this, there's this sense of what is full-time ministry. But I think you've given some great insights that are really, really helpful. So you told us how to get the book, and uh, tell us again, if somebody, you know, there's a pastor, there's a ministry leader, someone who wants to get a hold of you, says, love to have a piercing word, to have a team come 
come to our church, our yeah. ministry, our business, whatever. Yeah. Uh, how do they do that? Uh, well, you can go to piercingword.org and click on request a booking. That starts a conversation with me. Uh, you can also uh, call us uh, at our, our phone number is 888-244-3461. And uh, we'd love to hear from you. Great. And all that will be in the show notes in the bottom so people can pick that up. Again, Warriors of the Word, what an awesome book. And I just love what you guys are doing. Again, something very I find very unique and so needed yeah. in the body of Christ. Yeah. And love your hearts. And I love these lessons that you've shared with us today. These little things. You say we made these changes and... We saw some major things happen. Yeah. So again, the book is Warriors of the Word. I highly recommend it. Please pick that up. And uh, obviously through your website, I'm assuming Amazon, Amazon has it too. Yeah. I, mean, yeah. I tell people, wherever you buy, book, you buy your books, join right. and get the that's book. Right. Yeah. That's right. So Aaron and Emily, thank you for joining uh, me today for the Larry Credit Leadership Podcast. And for everyone, you, who, everyone who joined us today, remember there are those small things we can do as we're led by God that can make huge differences in the future in our lives. And so we look forward to uh, talking to so many of you in the future on another episode of the Larry Credit Leadership Podcast. God bless you. Have an awesome day. Thank you for listening to Larry Kreider's Leadership Podcast. If you want more information about any of Larry's books, daily devotionals, small group resources, or any other teachings, go to LarryKreider.com.